0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Happening at Hannah's. Today, I have my friend Julia on. So, Julia lives in Lubbock, and we are on a phone call right now, so that's fun. All right. So, how do we know each other, Julia?
1: (laughs) Um, I was actually thinking about this the other day. So, I know that I met you recently, but I also feel like there wasn't a moment that I didn't know you. So, I don't know if there's like a, a specific second that it happened, but I know that we through our church, we go to the same church. And so we were doing an internship program last summer and it's about a year ago. We met that way. And um yeah, and so I'm not super sure but like I just remember walking into a room, knowing your presence. I think my friend um knew who you were before I did. So she was like super excited for me to meet you. But um I don't know. I think we just kinda hit it off the first memory I really have of you was, I was going to that, like, soda shop or something in Canyon, and then we went to Palace and that kind of stuff, oh, yeah. uh, but that was really sweet, but so for me, like, those are the the moments that I, like, feel like I met you, but also I feel like I came out of the womb knowing you. So <laughs> I just, uh... <laughs> yeah,
0: I was trying to think about this, too, so I was interviewing Jacob yesterday, and so it's kind of hard when you meet, like, you, Jacob, and, like, everybody at once, so we met, like, what, 30 people that day, if not more? So, yeah, I don't remember distinctly meeting you, but I just remember as soon as I met you, you were, like, really bubbly and really sweet. And then I would, like, randomly, like, see you throughout the summer because we were at two different campuses in two different towns.
1: Yeah.
0: Which is kind of fun, but super cool. So cool. Okay, so tell us a little bit about, like, who you are, what you do, that kind
1: of thing. Yeah, okay, so... The internship was kind of a big, um, pivoting moment in my life. So I had just recently given my life to Christ like a year and a half before that, um, decided that ministry was kind of what I was called to. And so after the internship, I, uh, I actually was brought on staff with a, with a church in Lubbock. So I had a different campus than I did my internship at. Um, but anyway, so I've been working there for just a little bit over a year. I had a year anniversary the other day, which is super cool. and. Um, So I was doing that. I was also going to tech for a a business degree because I was pretty unsure of what kind of degree I was supposed to get if I wanted to do vocational ministry. Um, But then at camp last summer, um, I spent some time with the Lord and I really felt called to go to seminary school. And so um, I just went ahead and did it. So right now my life looks a lot like working at the church, which looks a little different in this season, but um, doing that, doing guest services and doing college and then, um, just going to seminary school, so I'm getting a bachelor's um, science and religion, um, and just kind of doing that thing. So it's been really cool. Other than that, I just hang out and spend a lot of time with my people. And I don't know. I've been trying to learn some new hobbies, like playing keys and stuff. But oh, <laughs> fancy! Yeah, I love that. not very good at it. I live with the worship leader, so you can imagine how sad it is for me at times. But oh, yeah. also incredible because I basically live with, like a radio. It's awesome.
0: I know. I always love your Instagram stories and they're like funny. It's like (laughs) she's doing fun things.
1: Oh y'all. It's just so good. She is one of the funniest people ever. For all of you who do not know Angela Beth Crowson. Follow her on Instagram.
0: I love her. I saw her the (laughs) other day. I like walked outside and my dad's like hey there's like this girl that says she knows you and so like keep in mind we live in two different towns and I was like Oh, it's my friend Angela, like, walking by with, like, mutual <laughs> friends. It was like, what in the world? So funny.
1: So funny. I know. She's great.
0: She is precious. Okay, so the first question I have for you is, what is your favorite thing that you're currently learning about God? So this can be anything you're learning.
1: Um, Something that I have just been brought to my knees in worship by lately is, Like, the power of just him, like, his faithfulness and his ability to just absolutely restore and transform. Because I think in this season, I feel like everybody's kind of doing a lot of dirty work. Like, we're all trying to, you know, just – I don't know. I I just think this has been, like, a season season of stretching for everybody. Like, we're all trying to grow in this season. We're trying to take advantage of it. We're trying to leave better than we came in. And for me, that looks like a lot of work in areas that I didn't realize that I didn't truly trust in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's been super difficult. Like, it's been really hard, but it's also been one of the sweetest times I've ever spent with him. Um, and just, like, him showing me in the most simple, in the most mon- mundane moments that, like, all I have to do is empty myself of me and invite him into my heart. And, like, that's going to be enough. So in a, in a more practical sense, the way that that's looked for me is um, – Family has always been a very hard deal for me. Um, and, and not just in the sense that, like, I, I didn't, I wasn't raised in a, in a very great home, but because of those things, um, this idea of family and of love for me have always been pretty um, construed a little bit. Like, I think one of the largest parts in the last two years of my life has been the Lord using people and himself to just restore um, what those words actually mean in my mm-hmm. heart and in my mind. And um, what's been so cool is, like, in this season – I've been just completely immersed in community in a new way. Um, And the way that that's looked is through a lot of Angela's family. And something that's really cool is um, she just had a a newborn niece, like baby, baby, so stinking precious. She's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in this life. And um, it was really funny because I realized in that moment that like, I cannot be a mom. There's no way in my (laughs) entire life. All I've ever wanted to be was a mom. So I like had this huge identity crisis, which is so dumb because I'm 19. But anyways, had this huge moment and um, it was just really so sweet because then I jump into like Romans 5 5 and and it's just talking about like how hope doesn't disappoint us because Christ's love is poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that's given to us and this entire time I'm so worried about my love that I'm going to give to this baby but really if I'm emptying myself of me and filling myself with him then I'm giving this baby Christ love and I can Mm -hmm. do that like Christ's love is perfect mine's not and I shouldn't expect it to be um, so I don't know just little things like that like he's just proving his faithfulness day in and day out and like the most simple things maybe it's like feeding a baby or maybe it's just getting a text from a friend who didn't know the lord and for some reason opened their bible or uh I don't know just, just little things like that have been so cool because the lord is so faithful and the coolest part is that like my feelings are not indicative of that at all like they if I'm having the worst day ever the Lord is still so faithful. And if if I'm having this day where I just feel it and it's so tangible, like the Lord is just as faithful as he was in that low moment. And I don't know. I just think that's cool. The Lord's really been showing off lately and I appreciate it.
0: (laughs) I love that. That's super cool. Okay. So the next question I have kind of ties into like, you kind of briefly touched on it a second ago, but how did you grow up faith-wise? So like, what did that look like for you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, a little bit different. I just, my family, they're not believers. And so I just grew up in a home that um, was just a little bit um, unsafe. Like there was just a few different dynamics going on that, that made things a little bit difficult. And so um, I didn't grow up in the church. I, I didn't really grow up with a, with a strong foundation of what family meant. There was just a lot of different types of uh, different, you know, like emotional and substance and, and Different kinds of abuse that way, and so um, I moved out when I was pretty young. I, I pretty much moved in with my best friend my sophomore year of high school. Um, after that, like the second I graduated from high school, I, I moved straight to Lubbock and kind of did that thing. But yeah, so for me, it just looked like getting through it. To be to be really frank, um, especially mm-hmm. something that was very interesting was growing up in a small town in West Texas. It's not like the gospel was unheard of. Um, but for us, it was more, more so just like having good morals and being conservative and having great manners. Um, and so I, I hadn't really been exposed to the gospel until the first time I walked into a church, but, um, but yeah, so I don't know, faith was something that I'd always been interested in. Um, I always knew that I was missing something. I, I'm not going to lie and say that I knew that it was Jesus because I didn't. Um, if I did, I, I really wish I would have been sooner because I would have jumped all in. But, um, but yeah, I just knew that I was missing something, and the Lord was really sweet to just be so intentional about coming in at the right time. And yeah, so I, I just I didn't grow up in a Christian home, but um, really cool. to now, kind of feel like I'm I'm just immersed in this like Christian family, which is really cool.
0: That's so cool. It's such a blessing <laughs> like that people come in and like <laughs> show me family. I love that think powerful so amazing okay so in the process of like you said you like walked into a church and you heard the gospel so what made you like realize that you needed jesus like a relationship
1: with him mm. all right sister here we go um Yay. so first time i ever walked into a church was september 17th 2017 and mm-hmm. uh or really like because of me walked into a in church um it was in a season where I had previously made an insane idol out of softball. Um, it was something where I had a college scholarship. I planned on playing or coaching it collegiately, um, and and to be frank, like I I did love it, but it honestly it was just a way out of my living situation, and it was a way out of my family, and so I viewed it as a way that like I get to go across the country, cut strings, I'm done, I get to start over, kind of deal. Well, the Lord didn't love that I made an idol, which I'm really grateful for, um, but <laughs> it was one of those things where I was in a moment in my life where I just had three knee surgeries, and so my uh, scholarship was just pulled, and it was pretty much at a at a pretty large low, um, family-wise, and I just remember sitting in this parking lot at the physical therapy center for my knee, which happens to be located just so God is so singing creative. It's <laughs> right behind the Lubbock campus. And so I used to illegally cut through that parking lot every single day to get therapy. But I didn't think twice about the fact that it was a church. I just knew it was quick, like the quickest way to get therapy. Yeah. And anyway, so you know, I just remember sitting in that parking lot and like every girl, I was just like bawling my eyes out. Um, cause I just felt like everything that I'd ever found worth in, or found hope in or placed any type of, any type of meaning in my life. Like it was just gone in about mm-hmm. two seconds. Um, And so I just remember looking up and I saw service times. And so I I figured I couldn't get any worse. Like I needed something and um, why not just give it a shot? And so anyways, all that to say, went to church two days later. um, And we were doing, we were in this blind spot series. Hannah, I don't know if you remember this, but we were, it was week two of Blind Spots. And so Jonathan Mass was in Lubbock. He's one of our pastors and um, he was talking about being blinded by hate. And I think in that season of my life that was just like the largest thing that I was consumed by was mm-hmm. I didn't know how to process hard things in life. And yeah. so I just coined it all to anchor. Like that was just the only way that I knew how to process it. And so in that moment, when he was just talking about like our need for a savior and our simpleness and how he can take that hate and he can replace it with a new and softened heart, like I was all in in about two seconds. Like I was that weird girl that was just crying in the auditorium like that was totally me <laughs> um and so from that moment on like I knew that I couldn't do it alone because I knew I didn't want to ever feel like I did it the day before ever yeah. again and um so it was just really sweet like the series you always feel like when you go into a, a service and like it's super convicting you feel like the pastor wrote it for you um I'm pretty sure that the entire series was like for me so
0: uh, it was really yeah. cool it <laughs> was such a good series I think like thinking back to like that time of life for me it was like much needed, it's so uh, our church is so amazing in how they like do these series and they always seem to correlate when somebody needs something in it, it's so neat, which is obviously God, not our pastors. Yeah, it's uh, it's seriously incredible. I think so many lives were changed in that series, it's just so cool. Oh, yeah,
1: like the Lord is so cool to move
0: through them, but... He's so kind, and I think that's one of the coolest things about like our church in general is like when we interned. Uh, one of my favorite things that I got to do was like, we would have weekly meetings and it was like, tell us a change life story that you've heard this week. Mm. I just love yeah. it. So neat. Thank you for sharing that. That's so, so powerful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the next question I have for you is what is something that you have found that the Lord has created you for?
1: Um, question i uh, okay so i don't know if you mean this in a way that's more towards like being creative um musically or anything like that but i think um turns out i'm not super great at keys as i hinted towards earlier uh, <laughs> <laughs> so i live with a worship leader it's very clear that i'm not a worship leader um so grateful for those people the way that they do ministries, is unbelievable um mm-hmm. But for me, I think something that's been really cool that the Lord, I just feel like at least in this season that he's created me for, that he's been so transparent about, which is so sweet. is just like, I think I love people really hard. Um, and I think that man, if I just get to do that for the rest of my life and, and getting to love people helps those people know the Lord, like then I'm all in. Um, and so I don't, I don't really know how that looks. I think it looks different in every season, but Um, I don't know, I just I think the Lord just specifically created me just to love people and just care for people and to meet them where they are and um, I don't know, do life with them, like I'm so stuck on this idea of being interruptible and being just available for, for the mundane like when I think about the relationships that absolutely transformed my life it wasn't because we spent an hour a week at a coffee shop going through the Bible which we did those things, but like what really changed my life was the fact that I got to do laundry, you know, with this woman and I get to, I get to love on her daughter. Like she's my own and I get to make Mm. dinner and I just get to be around. And like, that's what I want to do for people. Like, I just want to love people as well as I've been loved and as well as Christ has loved me. And so like, I don't know. I, whenever I think about like what I'm created for, my mind always goes to that. And so, um, outside of that, I don't know. Like maybe if I get better at keys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> but, yeah. yeah but I could totally see That's that. Like you doing that because you love people so well. I feel like when you walk in the room, you just feel so loved by you. Like I can like see you across the way and it's like, ah, all the love. So yeah, I definitely, definitely think that. you
1: awesome.
0: Okay. So the next question I have for you is what is your favorite thing you've been reading in the Bible lately? So this could be something Ooh. small or large that maybe you've just read and you just really love it.
1: Yeah. Okay, I'm actually super excited about it because I was reading it this morning and it kind of blew my mind. Um. So I'm in like I'm in Genesis 22. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're talking all about um Abraham. <laughs> um. Oh man. Actually. Okay, I like to get you, a You're gonna have to pause because I want to find it.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, what's your favorite thing you've been learning in the Bible recently?
1: Okay, so I have been in Genesis for about my entire life, but uh, <laughs> so I'm in Genesis 22, and I'm reading about how um, God asked Abraham, Abraham to go sacrifice uh, his son Isaac. And what's so wild to me is this is the first time that I've read the story a ton, and this is the first time that I've read through it, and I've questioned. Why? Because in my mind, if God is omniscient, he knew that Abraham was going to be faithful and Abraham was going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so why did he need to, to do that? Like, why did he need to bring Abraham to the top of the hill and, and try to get, get him to commit this act just to t- to like to test his obedience. And it was so freaking sweet because I was just reading it. And um, then I came across the C.S. Lewis quote and it started talking about, um, the grace of the Lord walking us through things, not because he already, like, he knows the outcome. He knows what he's trying to get us to learn, all of these things. But the grace of the Lord to let us walk through difficult things or test us to do hard things so that we can learn truth about the Lord um, ourselves or that we can learn things about ourselves um, personally. And it's so cool because it um, C.S. Lewis's quote is a whole thing, but one part of it says, Whatever God knew, Abraham at any rate did not know that his obedience can endure such a command until the event taught him. Um it I just think that is the coolest thing on the planet. This idea, it's frustrating the faithfulness, like we were talking about earlier, but, like, the Lord is so faithful and so sweet in all of his mercy and grace to allow us to go through things so that we can learn about him. Like, in that moment, Abraham got to learn the nature of God. And that mm. is so stinking cool. And it's just crazy because uh, I had never yeah. seen that before the other day. And, um anyway, yeah, so that's kind of what I've been going through in my ancient time. I yeah.
0: love that. I didn't even know... Like, think about it that way. C.S. Lewis is Isn't one so of the most cool? brilliant thinkers.
1: C.S. Lewis is... Oh, yeah. My dude. He's
0: incredible. I love it. I read this book. Um, it was, like, this fiction book, but it was based on um, his wife that he had, like, the Ooh. last, like, little bit of her life. Yeah. And it's from her perspective, and so it's walking through how she was, like, an unbeliever, and she was, like, his pin pal. So all of a sudden, they were, like, really good friends, and then he, like, married her yeah. because she needed, a, uh, like, her, I guess, I don't know what it's called, And where you, like, move to a country and you need to live there, but you can't, so then someone marries you, that kind of thing. And then he, like, falls yes, in yeah. love with her. And then it's, like, she gets, Uh, it's just, like, oh, uh, it was so good. And it just, that's like, crazy. gives you a different perspective of him.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. I've never heard of that before.
0: It's wow. called Becoming Mrs. Lewis. I forget who it's by. I'll have to look up, like, who, but it was really good yeah that's so cool anyway super yeah. I, cool seriously that's
1: number
0: one fan love him Thank love you. him <laughs> all right so next question i have for you is how have you seen god move in your life this could be a personal story or it can be um something you've witnessed unfold before your eyes Ooh.
1: so good that is the biggest question anybody could ever ask um like in God, oh, it's so cool. I love, I love hearing people talk about just like the Lord and, oh man, it's so cool. Anyway, sorry. Um, I don't know. I think there's been a lot of things in my personal life. Something really sweet that I've been appreciative of for the last like six months is how faithful I've seen him be in the lives of people that I really love. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe it's not like really touching me, but I just sit there and I like, I get to see my best friend. Um lean into her faith and I get to see like the Lord just minister to her so tenderly. And like, that is so stinking cool. Like that is, Oh man, that's amazing. Or like, I get to see, um, my mentor go through a hard thing and just like get to still, after she's been following the Lord for however long, like get to still learn so much about his character and lean in that way. Like that is so sweet. Um, and so I don't know. I think recently it's been a lot of just like seeing the Lord, go to work in the lives of people that I just really 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 love because it's one of those things that for me like I can sit here all day long and I can pray for them and I definitely do but it's so cool and humbling Whatever I think about the fact that like as bad as I want something to go really well for them like he wants it so much more mm-hmm. and as much as I love them like he loves them so much more and that still blows my mind like every day
0: um, yeah. but
1: it's just so cool I
0: don't know I love that I think that's
1: really good Okay,
0: so... That's kind of
1: where my heart goes. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're good. I was just saying that's kind of
0: where my heart goes when I think about that, Jeff. Mm, I love that. Okay, so those are all the questions I have, like, for you, but I do have another question. I like to add an extra fun one at the end that I just think of. Okay, so when someone comes to Lubbock, what are the two places they need to go? Somewhere, like, food-wise or, like, coffee or something? What are the two places they need to go, go to?
1: So good. Okay, so <laughs> um, my first thought is you send them directly to Caitlin Taylor because she is the person who would know where to take them. Ooh, um, okay, my second thought point. is if Caitlin Taylor <laughs> – yeah, if Caitlin Taylor is unavailable. Um, oh, man. man. So I would probably go – here's what I would do. I'd make a whole thing. So right now I'm sitting in front of, like – it's really gracious if I call it a lake because there's not Lake Samabic. But um, <laughs> it's, like, this it's like this cute waterfront over by Heber's Coffee. Uh, sorry, Hebrews, but here's what we'll do: we'll go to Toba Coffee House, mm-hmm. get coffee from there. We'll drive to this place, um, and there's this really cute dock that I like to sit on, and I've just spent so much time here, um, at least over like the last two months when all this is going on. So definitely here because it's so stinking sweet, and we can like kayak and stuff, which is so cool. Ooh. Um, so I stink and love it. Yeah, the next place. Um, here's the deal, I man. I'm not really good at food. Like, I wish I was. I'll <laughs> eat anything, and I love everything. Uh-huh. Um, I'm surrounded by people that don't feel the same way. So, like, <laughs> um, I usually just kind of do what they want to do. So, my mind immediately goes to, like, Tiki Shack, because I feel like that's not everywhere, but it's so good. But I've it's heard that from, like, not.
0: multiple people that it's good, but I've never gone there when I've been in
1: town. Really? Okay, yeah. next time you're here, we're going to go. Okay, hopefully
0: I'll be able to come, you know, and the virus won't take over the world.
1: I hope so. That'd be cool. I so but strange.
0: Man.
1: Yeah, so, like, it's Indian food, which in and of itself is kind of risky, but it's also fast food, so that makes it more risky. But it's so good. Okay. I mean, I get the most American thing on the menu, but it's stinking delicious. That's good, though.
0: Indian food is really good. Yeah,
1: yeah I didn't know that, but it's it's incredible. I eat it at least, like, once or twice a week. So oh. is that? So it is a go-to yeah. restaurant.
0: I love it. It is the go-to. I love it. I love yeah, it.
1: Probably, probably
0: Tova and then take a <laughs> I've been to Tova with Cody. We went there and that is the coolest little coffee shop. So it's a non-profit coffee okay. shop, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. Like how freaking cool. Yeah. They're incredible. Super, super cool.
0: Awesome. Yeah, okay. Well, it. thank you for coming on the podcast and thank you for giving your Lubbock recommendations It was a blast having you on.
1: It was so fun. Thank you, Anna Frick. You are the coolest person.
0: Oh, love you, love you. All right. Well, everybody listening, I hope you have a fabulous day, and we'll see you next time.